Here I go again Same old bar, same old friends It's just my place for security Place like home friends like you and me Here I go again Welcome everybody to the Patrick Lally Show podcast here at the Full Circle Book Co-op, the finest conservative, communist, left-leaning, libertarian bookstore and cafe in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. We are down here at uh, on West 10th Street where we record this fine, fine podcast. And as you heard, I don't know if that'll still be in there, the, the, the mumblings, the mumblings of the common man. Murmurings. The murmurings of the common man. Murmurings. Our guest today, our guest today is, in fact, my old friend from uh, the radio show, the old radio show, the, the, uh, uh, what, what, the no, semi-beloved, short-lived, short-lived, short-lived semi-beloved radio program, the Patrick Lally Show. So, yeah. And uh, this, of course, is just a continuation of that on a um, semi-regular weekly basis. And, Absolutely. And so we bring in today my guest, uh, the common man, who was one of the, uh, uh, my, my stable of weird friends. And the, yes, among the weirdest. Yeah, of, and of all. Uh, <clears throat> we are going to do the official unveiling here in a moment, as you said. Yeah, it's, it's my kiss moment. Kiss without the makeup. Kiss without, I don't have to do the fire breathing or the blood thing anymore. Yeah. It's, it's, it's better. Uh, we, I have to say, we have a kind of a reduced audience today. Well, they probably... You know, you, know, I, you know why that is? Why would that be? Uh, budget hearings. Budget hearings. Budget hearings at the city council. Oh, God, that's a draw. Yeah. Oh. So, because as, as you know, we, we record this program on Tuesdays, mm-hmm. uh, right before um, the much beloved uh, uh, city council bingo mm-hmm. here at the Full Circle Book Co-op. And so, but there, and my intention was, and if you saw on social media, I had a plan to have uh, the common man and city councilor Christine Erickson on the program. But uh, through a series of messages this afternoon, we realized that there wasn't a chance in hell <laughs> of her making it out of budget hearings uh, before the meeting. So we're just going to hang out and have a podcast with the common man. Which, we're doing it. You know, here's the thing, too. And, and I did the first few podcasts. This is like our sixth one. And I, I had two uh, guests on the first few. And it was too much. Oh, yeah. It was too much. Just stimulation overload. It, it, because you feel like you got to move too fast. Oh, yeah. But this I mean, is a podcast, man. you got to let it linger. There's depth to it. And uh, uh, the common man and I have been uh, friends for a um, long time. Long time. Long time. Uh, but it was back to the North End, and uh, that story will probably come up later. But uh, <laughs> this, 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 this uh, podcast always uh, goes back to the North End in some way. It does. Form. As is the genesis of our fine community. Yeah, exactly. That's where it all began, people. But uh, I, the reason, I, the, but the thing is, is the common man deserves his own show anyway. I do. Because we're going to talk. Yes. Oh, do. right. Yep. Yeah. Right. Because we're yeah. going to talk about sports. <laughs> because you are you are the single uh, single most uh, my well my authority on all things Minnesota Twins. There you go. So that there, we'll talk about the Twins. Definitely. Always been my story. Well, we could talk a little bit about football. Yeah, well, you know that that's that's ripening. You yes. know it, the, the storylines are coming, but but right now you're still talking about Antonio Brown's helmet. Yeah. So you know that's the big story. <laughs> the guy can't get a helmet. So in, unfortunate. We got to move a little further in. He's going to need a helmet. We're going to um, need a helmet. And we'll talk a little bit about D1 sports in this community. Our fine Division One sports. Be fun. 
Uh, and then we'll talk politics, which will be great. In the second segment, we're going to have two segments two, on the show. Two segments. Yeah, we're going to take a break. And I, of course, I always need to thank a few people as we get started here. One, Rich Show. So we had the, 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 the stylings of Mr. Rich Show coming into the beginning of this, and, mm -hmm. and you'll be hearing his music throughout. We always thank Rich. Um, I haven't actually told him. Well, I did text him and tell him that we were using his music, and he didn't say no. <laughs> complicit. He's then. complicit. Yep. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think that's legal. So until until I hear something from him and or different folk records, uh, I'm going to keep using it. Um, in fact, I may just start folding in some more different folk records artists just to see if I can get God, you just keep it. running with it. Yep. Why not? You got a little uh, JAS quintet? Mm-hmm. I'll use that. Knock it out. I, I love the dance picks. <laughs> jazz, man. It's oh, jazz. sure. Whatever. Okay. <laughs> So we'll talk politics <laughs> later. Uh, local, big, we'll go, we'll go debates. I know you have some theories on that. That'll be fun for everybody. Um, and it's the five-year uh, anniversary of the premiere. In Center. September, it's the five-year anniversary. Can you believe it? Of, 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 what's, the, what's the fun little nickname that they have for the Denny now? That's the Duct Tape Center? Is that what they call it? <laughs> Who's they? Irresponsible people who I do not agree with. Well, the siding is still wrinkled. It is a little, you know. Uh, uh, it was a secret settlement, so we know something's up. <laughs> we still haven't got. I think that ultimately we're going to find out that there's a connection between the wrinkled siding and the collapse of the Copper Lounge. Connect the dots, mm. people. Connect. Who's the, the Who's the common figure connect there? The dots. Uh, but I also need to thank before we get too far, our sponsor, Northview Bait and Tackle. Northview Bait and Tackle, uh, your source for bait, live bait. So you got crawlers, you nope. got uh, uh, leeches, three sizes of minnows, leeches. Mm -hmm. When in, they're in season, in season, uh, grubs, grubs, and then the red version of the grub. I can't remember. Spike, spikes, spikes. Yep, yep. Got and, all those. Then Matt's got like a bucket of corn and a bucket of corn. <laughs> That's for Matt. That's for um, Matt. Uh, and also, uh, you can also, uh, if you need propane, propane accessories, U-Haul. Uh, well, I didn't mention tackle. All the different kinds tackle. of tackle. Uh, um, and your then jerk baits, your crank baits, jerk baits, crank baits, spinners, spoons, spoons. Oh yeah. All that leaders, mm -hmm. weights, bobbers, bobbers, uh, hooks, um, daredevils. Daredevils are big, and then. Uh, uh, High-end dog and cat food. The best there is. Yeah. So Northview Bait and Tackle is your source since he falls on North Kiwanis. For all of those things, stop in, say hi to Matt and Joe and the boys hanging out in North. It is, uh, as you know, I spent some time in Northview Bait and Tackle um, <laughs> during the intermediate period of my life. Yes. And uh, um, learned a lot about bait, tackle, and shall we say... Uh, Social mores. Yes. Yeah. That's so probably the better way to phrase it. That's what happens it. in a bait and tackle shop. Oh, yeah. Um, but th that's not why we're here. That, that's when we have Matt on the show. Um, but we're here talking to Common Man. Now, uh, Common, uh, as I said, we go way back. But you, in fact, uh, are uh, you're this persona of the Common mm. Man has a rich, rich history. It does. It, it, well, it goes back a long ways, probably back to... Uh, our time with the, at the Argus together, that was probably where the, the genesis of, yeah. of it was. I had a straight gig, and I probably didn't want to use my name with my straight gig and talk about politics, so yeah. Pat gave me a, a cloak. 
So in 2000, it must have been 2002, right? Was yeah. 2002 or 2004? Well, it was the Senate election. That it was, was one of those. It was during the Senate wars of the early mm -hmm. 2000s. Yes, yes. The, like the Clone, the clone wars. wars. Yeah, we yes. should just start calling it the Clone Wars. It should. Because it, it was the same race yep. twice. Empire won. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, we could, we could go. We could run with that. Um, so, but you wrote a Common Man mm -hmm. column mm -hmm. for me when I was uh, running the politics show up there at the Artist Leader. Yes, sir. And uh, quite popular. Yeah, if I get, I get turned out to be. You know, that was, yeah. it worked out well. It was kind of fun. I, I, I don't profess to be, uh, you know, some sort of political scientist or anything like that. That's I just kind of go by the good. vibe and to do with the Common Man. I, and as you watch things, I think most people kind of get a sense of things when they watch things on television. And you just go, that, who was the, you know, you know, there's a big. The highly paid group of people who put these ads out, and you go, "Wow, really? <laughs> <laughs> you paid you paid a lot of money for that? Yeah. That's what you paid for? Yeah, that, that's what I'm I mean, I mean, for first you want to know who's you know the flannel shirt budget yep. for South Dakota ads. Big, you got to get a horse. Deal. If you don't ride on a horse, yeah, you're in big trouble. You're done. And you know, and if you can squeeze a gun in there, all the better. Yeah. Doggone it. And that was our governor's race. That, and there you have it. Horses and guns and hats. Competing. Just different kinds of hats. And bigger guns. And bigger guns. You know, I, let's go back to that for just a second. I, I always had a theory with Billy Sutton mm -hmm. against Christy Nome. And, of course, Billy Sutton, great story. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, he was uh, paralyzed in a rodeo accident. Rodeo accident. Uh, it can't get any better than that for South Dakota lore. Um, but I thought he always made a mistake with the cowboy hat, as you know. Oh yeah, what was his mistake? Well, you know what happens when you take off a cowboy hat. You got a ring around your head. Yeah, and you know what happens when you come to Sioux Falls? You're gonna have to take that hat off. Oh. And you're gonna have to go on TV without the hat. People look at you and they go, "Look at that guy with that hat." Yeah, they buy that guy a comb for God's sake. Yeah, no, that's not good. No, I always believed that the <clears throat> that the cowboy hat was a bad look. Well, the other thing is too is that President Kennedy always said that that. Uh, when they, he went to, actually, when he went to Texas, mm -hmm. they gave him a hat at mm -hmm. the luncheon he spoke at. Now, here's your first 10-gallon hat. And he refused to put it on. Of course. Because they taught him. They said, never, ever put on a hat as a politician. <laughs> because no matter what, before, before the era of memes, yes. you know, you ask Mike Dukakis how putting a hat. You know, <laughs> or a when you put, yeah, put your helmet on, and all of a sudden you're, you know, that guy. Or Mike Huther, who put the, uh, was that the PBR rodeo uh, deal? And they gave him a, a cow, big cowboy hat and put it on backwards. Oh, Ow. yeah, that's going to leave a mark on your if street you, cred. If you, if you look at the photos from that, there's two cowboys standing next to him. Their hats start narrow in the back and get big in the front. <laughs> or no, get big in the back and narrow in the front. Uh, this starts big in the front, gets narrow in the back. It sort of looks like the political Gabby Hayes there. <laughs> <laughs> Where'd you go be a rootin' tootin' rodeo night? <laughs> Gabby, how about Mike Uther with a Gabby Hayes persona? Oh, yeah, Mike Uther was, well, gosh, it's, all, it's great, that, and I'm glad you could be here while I created this rodeo. <laughs> that would be awesome. Be so fun. we're going to talk politics, actually, in the second half of the show. In the sure. Second, so we'll get to that. Oh, yeah. But the com I just want to get, the common man has deep roots, all actually ended up with a guest column in the... New York Times. Yeah, that was uh, of all the famous people and, and well-respected people in, in news business in Sioux Falls at the time. A very highlighted thing. They picked me. <laughs> and then NBC News. I had to go on yep. NBC News and talk to those guys and do an interview. I'm like, I don't know what to do. <laughs> Why are you talking to me? I just, you know, I write little, I make rhymes with Janklo. <laughs> 
<laughs> that's the that's the depth I got going for you here. So, but it was fun, and, it was, and working with those people was fun too. Yeah, because it so was, they had you. The best thing I remember was they needed the B roll for NBC News, yep. and they just had you walking across Falls Park. Oh God, with my little there's the common on. man. He just spends his days walking across Falls Park. I like to inspect the granite and things. <laughs> That was there awesome. should be, you know, there should be fences here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're ahead of your time. Oh, God, yes. I should know. I was picking children out and stuff like yeah, that. Exactly. Oh, God, well, sad it was, stuff. It was good tape. Um, the, uh, uh, but the reason, you, your true expertise, I think, is, is in sports, right? Well, I try to. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I followed as a kid. I was always kind of, you know, if you, if you, ever, you follow Super 70 Sports on Twitter, Mm-hmm. That's that guy. I mean, that was me because he had the, the spinny baseball, the dice baseball game, <laughs> everything you could do that was completely nerded out, you know, rotisserie baseball, all the stuff that you could do, the, the baseball cards, yeah. football, everything, Dairy Queen, batting helmet. Yeah. How about the electric football? Oh. <laughs> and you, play, you played it with all 11 guys for 10 minutes and you went, yeah, how about like three on three? Remember when the quarterback had the arm with the spring in it? You could pass it, and, you, and all the felt footballs were gone in ten minutes. Yeah, well, and like who's going to catch it? How do you? Did, <laughs> well, just just to bounce off the guy. Do you realize the level of skill <laughs> it took to hit a little plastic object with a felt football? The felt football would either go an inch or uh, ten feet. <laughs> there was no. It was, yeah, it, yeah. It was in the punch bowl, or it, yeah. It was a, and you could also kick field goals, but you couldn't tell if it went through or not because the goal goes for this wide. <laughs> yeah, that's and you replace that sooner or later. You learn how to fold a piece of paper and yep. make your paper football, and that 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 was, was fun. That changes your life. Oh. So that's where your that's where your sports uh, roots lie. Yes, that's where it starts. That's all starts. Tony Oliva, Rod Carew, Rod Carew. Yeah, all the the great Twins teams of those times. At the very end of that, yeah, and then of course the famine that we went through for many years, and the worship of individuals like Rod Carew yes. and Roy Smalley. Roy, yes, the great Roy Smalley, the king of the home run when your five runs up or five runs down. <laughs> Roy Smalley, who I think you know they call him All Star Roy Smalley when he does Twins games. That's well, awfully nice. Be, be, well, because he was uh, like the best guy on the worst team. Mm-hmm. That's how he made the All Star game. Yes, exactly. Those, Somebody had to do those it. Those twins. And his resemblance to Ed Grimley is... is <laughs> and a, a young Al Davis. Also, he's terrible. Yeah, he just really struggles the entire, with the... I mean, we're t- both of us are Twins fans. Yeah. We're big Twins fans. And we'll get to that in a minute. But, my God. The, all, the, basically, the entire field of Minnesota professional sports broadcasting is garbage. Right, I mean, it is just crap. The the foundation with Dick Bramer is is good. Oh, he's solid. I like him. I hate Dick. Do you? Oh, I like him. He's, he's he's you know he's like every the guy should be very in the background, not that big a deal. But the color guys are you know they. they Eleven. Bert's good, but he's on his way out. He's yeah, done now. They've been bringing in uh, actually Justin Morneau. Like Justin Morneau. He's pretty good, actually. Like that. Oh, yeah. Well, you, you want to be sure and be ready when it's 0 2. Because <laughs> they'll give you the old okey doke on the outside corner and then you'll have to go sit down. 
<laughs> You're just about ready to break. He's going to break out into a scene from Slapshot any second. <laughs> well, you got a forecheck, and then you got a backcheck. If you do those both, you get paycheck. That's how it works. <laughs> and he was the American League MVP. And he was. And he was a deserving. He had a monster season. Yeah, I did. So, but he's okay. But ever since John Gordon left, well, frankly, since Herb Carneal left the radio, it's been not, not as good. Not as good. Dan, Dan Gladden's terrible. Ter- well. Never let that man do play-by-play, and they let him do three full innings in the middle of the game. <laughs> and he just, he's always, you can just tell he's distracted by the game from getting his next beer. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> you'll hear, you'll hear <sighs> nothing from Dan. Ah. There's a ball. <laughs> oh, look, there's a double in the gap. Uh, yeah, two hands. Yeah. Uh, well, I don't know. Somebody, I think we scored. I, that's Dan Gladden. That's the, the Dazzle Man. Yeah, the Dazzle Man. And then uh, Corey Priebus, or whatever his name is. Probus, yeah. Probus. He'll come back and sort of summarize what happened for you, which is great. Yeah, it would be like three seventh, batters worth. Right, no, he'll come back, and he'll, when he takes over again in the seventh, he'll say, you remember back in the fifth, well, I don't. No. Nope. So why don't you remind me? Memory's good that way. Yeah, that was actually a double play, really. <laughs> I wondered what happened there. And we went to commercial, and I had no idea. Um, you know, as good as Marnie Gellner. I like when Marnie. Oh, oh come on, Marnie's Just fun. God awful. Oh. Well, I'm not going to get any ads from Fox Sports North anytime soon. I know, but I like Marnie. Also, the pregame, postgame stuff, awful. Who are these people? I personally don't think there's any value in that. And it's not a, any indication of how good those people are, but it's a thankless job. I just want to see the, the manager interview. That's all I want. Yeah. And it's you're asking a guy who just you know, either he hit a three-run home run to win the game. Yeah. All he wants to do is get in the dugout and get in the clubhouse and have the post-game food, drink three beers, be with his you know all his teammates, and... Tell dirty stories and figure out which club <laughs> they're why, going to afterwards. That's why and they're like, like well, can you walk us through that at bat? And, and she's like, oh, oh, what? What? I, you know, I don't know. I hit it. <laughs> he, he threw I, it. Uh, it didn't break that much, and I hit it 400 feet. You know, but that's and that's how athletes are. They don't. Yeah. It's not like, well, I was thinking. You know, it's they, they see ball, hit ball, ball goes over a fence. I get paid. That's how it works. I have very good uh, reaction. I have great hand-eye coordination. <laughs> how did you hit that? I'm blessed. I, I, I was touched by the hand of God. That's I, have, I have good... Throw, throw that mic up in here. I'll catch it. <laughs> and that's pretty much it. I mean, but that's, a, that's always a thankless oh, job. Or the halftime God. reporter. The halftime report at basketball games. What do you think you need? Well, we need to play better defense and, uh, you know, work the ball around a little more. It's like, Speaking oh, of which, thanks. basketball, unwatchable Timberwolves games. Un, I mean, un, Roy, what is his name? Hanneman? Tom Hanneman. Hey, hey, welcome to welcome right out basketball game here. Welcome to Target Center tonight, where the uh, Timberwolves are going to absolutely obliterate the Golden State. Well, you you got to speak to his mental state, though. I mean, he's been doing this for ten years, and for ten years has been watching the Timberwolves get pounded night after night. How can you get excited when you're on your seventh year of? Well, let's see if we can keep it to under. 20 tonight. You know, these young wolves, they've been, they've been these young wolves <laughs> since I was, you know, these, how long do wolves the, live? The endangered species. Oh my God, they must live to be 130. They're old wolves. <laughs> um, so, but let's get to the modern twins, by the way. Yes. Uh, and uh, the, are they going to win the, the division? I think they will. 
I think they will, but I don't know how well that speaks for them in the postseason. They've got a, a really, there's 44 games left for them. Mm -hmm. And of those 44, they play about 25 of them against the Chicago White Sox, mm -hmm. Detroit Tigers, mm -hmm. and Kansas City Royals. Mm -hmm. They should win 40 of those. Well, they should win quite a few of those. <laughs> yeah. They play Cleveland six more times. Yeah. They so, should win one of those. And Cleveland, on the flip side of that, they're, they've got 43 they won last night, and so they, they're, a lot of those games are tough. Their, their strength of their schedule is much tougher. So just on that alone, the Twins have a, a more than a puncher's chance of winning. But I think it's one of those kind of seasons where this is, you know, at, when, like when you watch All-Star Wrestling. Oh, yeah. And you get the, you get the guy out, you, the, guy, the guy you know is going to lose. You know he's going to lose. Yeah. He goes out there, and the good guy beats him up for the first four or five minutes. Yeah. And then right, right two-thirds of the way through, he has a little moment. Yeah. He goes, oh, 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 my goodness, he's, he's beating Hulk Hogan into death. <laughs> and all of a sudden, all of a sudden, he just goes, and, and breaks the guy in half and, you know, pulls his spinal cord out and shows it to yeah. the crowd, and everybody's happy. <laughs> I see this, I see this as the twins moment where they, they kind of just, this is the shallow end. Yeah. Now it's now for the resurgent pull towards the end when they beat up all these bad teams and win the division. Well, I'd take that. I would too, because they're a year early in my mind. You think so? If you th when they went out and they paid Max Kepler and Polanco mm -hmm. that money last year, I was going, yeah, I don't know, should they? Was that really smart? Yeah. Best money that anybody ever spent in their lives. Yeah, Kepler's killing it and Polanco. They're great. He's like supernova now. Yeah. When he's got 30 some home runs, and, and if you would have said that to me last year, I would have said, yeah, okay. <laughs> when was the last time the Twins had a guy hit 40 home runs in a season? Well, Dozier hit 42. A couple of years ago, with about four hundred. Oh, that's right, the, the flare. The four hundred and twenty strikeouts. <laughs> <laughs> well, he was swinging. Swing hard in case you hit it. Uh, so that's so they <laughs> so they uh, they're going to win and then they're going to be done. Right. I think so. I mean, just think of, crushing, look at the American League though. Sucking defeat. Everybody in there, they would so they would they would get. Houston would kill. Them. They would get the second best team, so. Anywhere where you look, that's Yankees, Houston. Yeah, who's the the other division leader right now? But it doesn't really matter because I think the Twins' are pitching is just so, and everybody's howling. Why didn't they pick up a? Why didn't they pick up a starting pitcher? Why? Because they would have got fleeced for some. They would have given up so much for nothing. Marcus Stroman. Who? Yeah, no thanks. Does he have an element named after him? Yes. Strominium. Strominium. <laughs> 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 um, so we look forward to that. Uh, I want to talk. I was, we were going to talk about football, but screw football. Yeah, let's. Vikings uh, suck, right? Well, you're a Packers fan, so <sighs> that's going to be an interesting thing this year. Kirk Cousins, Kirk, yes or no? Oh God, that's a, they paid so much money for so little gain. Uh, is he better than Case Keenum? Sure, he's better than Case Keenum. Is he eighty-four million dollars worth? Of <laughs> Think of all the linemen you could have bought for that. Oh, and they, they, but they could have firmed that team up for years with the money and, and kept Keenum for a lot less. But you know, all that is still. You know, they've got three years: one, two, yep. and three. This is two. Yeah. One more after this, and they are so leveraged with the cap now that if they don't get it done these three years. They're going to be dead for it's, a while. It's, no, it's really this year because by next year people will be so disgusted that all the if oh, they get they get if they don't. Go to the Super Bowl this year. People are just going to be, yeah, you get your idiots. Get rid of everybody. They'll burn it. Well, they'll, they'll have to start to gut. 
for sure. But that'll be kind of fun to watch, because, <laughs> just personally, because it's always fun to watch the, the, the meteoric rise of the Vikings. And then you just go, oh, wait for it, wait for it. How are they going to do it this year? This is good. And it's always new and interesting ways. Hey, on the upside, C.J. Hamill get a lot of playing time. God bless him. He's a great guy. Uh, Augustana Vikings. Yeah, well, hometown boy. Um, so I want to talk about D1. Beforehand, we were chatting a little bit. That's Division One sports mm-hmm. in our fine community. Let's bring this home, right? Yeah. So not so long ago, there was a uh, 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 Jonathan Ellis, my my friend. Darn good reporting. Yeah. Uh, did a story that uh, was based on some emails they got out of North Dakota. That's about, Freedom of Information yeah, Act. Oh, yeah. Uh, but basically, it was uh, Sanford gives money to all these Summit League teams. No. It's a true story. <laughs> Now, here's okay. So, were you were you surprised by this, Mr. Common Man? No. Why would anybody be surprised? No, by I that? mean you're talking about money being used in college sports to influence something. Yeah, that's how it's done, and I, I don't. People are clutching their pearls all over this community, like, well, that seems un. That, that seems sorted. I don't. Just put your hand on the. Mic. I know. I like to tap it. Well, how come I can't I can't clutch my pearls unless I do that? But but yeah, so they're all ex- well. I don't know about that. It's like, mm-hmm. That's how big time sports is done. It's not funded by the taxpayers. No, and if you look at all how college sports are, they're the Power Five conferences: football, basketball. They control their own little fiefdoms, mm-hmm. and they're all run by money, and they're all run regionally. TV networks. TV networks, that. and that's how it's built. And you're basically seeing the very Rootlings, the growth of what is the, going to be, the, this is going to be the headquarters for this Division One conference mm-hmm. that they're building. And everybody who's in is going to be in, and everybody who isn't, ain't. But that money is going is what's used to build and plant those seeds. Yeah, so the Summit League's going to be here. That's no surprise to anybody. Yeah. Right? And, like, what's wrong with that? Nothing. It's great. I mean, that's, that's a revenue-producing thing. To have it at the Denny, it's, it brings the high-profile things to Sioux Falls. It's great. What if we had to go to Fargo? Well, for any, I mean, first of all, I'm not going to do that. That would not be great, and nobody would do it. But Fargo people will come from here, so that's, really? uh, that's, that's the North Dakota way. They're not, they're not that smart. They love to travel. Yeah, and I, and I would I, too if I lived in Fargo. And there you go. <laughs> that, that, that's it, in a nutshell. It. That's it. But we came back from a, from Kansas City when they were had the football championships, mm-hmm. and I, honest to goodness, it was a river of RVs, bison <laughs> coming back from the national championship oh, yeah. on I twenty nine. Yeah, and it's just like, oh my god, it was just you. You think it was it was like a Grateful Dead tour or something <laughs> like that. It kind of is. It is. You know, every uh, every other person you meet when you go down to Florida anymore is a North Dakota beet farmer, and they all get nice stuff. Have you ever noticed that? There's a lot of money in beats. Yeah, apparently. Um, and they like to travel. So uh, D1, so the question then is Augustana, right? They, they got no business, but they, they almost can't not do it, right? All these years since the you know, Summit League tournament's been here, mm-hmm. uh, Augie's been out there playing in the Pentagon yep. with the Northern Sun. Yep. Their eye going looking over there at those big crowds yeah. and their old NCC opponents yeah. 
you know, by who battling the, who they lose to, they lose to, lose to, but occasionally in basketball would be pretty competitive. Yeah. They would look at that and they go, oh, <laughs> you know, and that basketball is the big driver of that. Yeah. And that's really the only thing they want to be division one. in. I mean, there's, I'm sure there's going to be a couple other things, but football, they can't be in football. They can't be in football. So to be in that level of division one, that's 63 full scholarships, 63. And that's, and, and then even if you can fund 63 full scholarships, right, which is millions of dollars, <laughs> then um, you get the, 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 the pleasure of traveling to Fargo, <laughs> uh, uh, Grand Forks to play the, the, the Fighting Hawks, UNI, mm-hmm. SDSU, USD, um, Who's else in the Missouri Valley? Uh, well, you get the Illinois oh, and uh, uh, Youngstown, Youngstown State. State yeah. well, I think they might have left, but that's a pulverizing schedule that there is no way mm-hmm. they can hold up under that. No, and they won't. They'll end up in, in that what they it's the Pioneer League, which is the one that they for the all the ones who want to be that level of Division One but have no scholarships. You want to play with Drake? Drake, uh, Stetson. Yes. Uh, Butler. Yes. So all the all the schools and what do they all have in common? They all have good, good basketball. basketball programs, but now I want to know football. I don't want to be. No I want to be. They got this big. They got to have a team. Right. So imagine being the recruiting coordinator for Augustana University. <laughs> Listen, son. <laughs> we need you to be on the Vikings, and I tell you what, I mean, we can't give you any money, <laughs> but we'd like you to come and play football and put your neck on the line. And by the way, you owe us fifty thousand dollars. <laughs> <laughs> where do I, where do I sign? <laughs> and uh, let's have a look at that high school transcript, Mister. How are your ACT scores? Might uh, want to take that again. Yeah. Oh yeah. I don't know if you're quite Augie material, <laughs> but wow. I mean that that's that's a huge ask. I mean they're maybe I don't even. Know. So that level of football is not going to be that great, and it's going to be a tough pull. But the other thing that I always think about is every time schools make a jump like that, those coaching staffs, staffs? That's a word, staffs. Staffs. They all have to be going, oh, because the first thing they do is they go, you know, you're a really good Division II coach. Yep. But where you got big plans? (laughs) (laughs) We need to bring in some talent. So, yeah, so coaches like, you know, Coach Billiter, um, and Coach OJ for the football team. I mean, that's yeah. the, the, that sort of change. When you build a new stadium, you don't usually have your coach that you've had for 12 years launch your new stadium. You buy a new, you buy a new free agent. You put some new chandeliers up, and you go, look at that. <laughs> so they need a new face for to sell these things. And so if I was one of those coaches, I'd be going. Well, I better get my LinkedIn profile checked out a little bit. Goku. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, it's all those things that shake. All the rocks will start oh, moving man. in lots of different places. Yeah, you know, it's it's uh, going to be very interesting, and it's going to be it's going to require a lot of T Denny's money. They, I mean, there's no way else. Gonna, that's the way it works. It will, and it has, and it's going to continue to, but. I don't think they're losing money on the proposition. No. They're not spending it. They're investing it. Well, we're going to come right back here in a moment after this brief interlude from Mr. Rich Show and return to the Patrick Lally Show here at the Full Circle 
uh, book co-op, your conservative, communist, left-leaning, libertarian bookstore and cafe in beautiful downtown Sioux Falls at 123 West 10th Street in the best little city in America. And uh, we will continue to talk with the common man and do our big reveal. How's that sound? Sounds good. All right, we'll be right back. Hang in there. Sometimes when the men are true, cause they're not all telling lies. But who am I to judge the good and judge from the bad? I've had trouble standing in employment lines and standing in the food lines and even standing in the judgment lines. And I think we've all been had. sound a little bit of sweet cause I am the naive fool I'm just asking for some forgiveness now that I found out that and we're I'm back with the Patrick Lally show podcast here in beautiful downtown Sioux Falls the, beautiful, the best little city in America where we uh, are recording this podcast live from the full circle book co-op uh, at 123 West 10th Street your conservative, communist, left-leaning, libertarian bookstore and cafe. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, as always, I want to thank our sponsor, Northview Bait and Tackle, where you can get all your bait, live bait, uh, dead bait, uh, tackle, uh, propane, propane accessories, uh, uh, U-Haul, uh, long-term storage, uh, and high-end dog and cat food. Best place in town to get worms. It is. <laughs> <laughs> That was good. Our guest here uh, is, of course, the common man. Now, I think it's time for the big reveal. I've always, going back to the the radio show when we were on the airwaves uh, in the uh, short-lived and semi-beloved radio program, um, you were regular on the Weird Friends segment. Yep. Weekly weekly appearance as the common man. We discussed the roots earlier. Oh, yeah. But you have a name. You are, in fact, John Nichols. I am, in fact. (gasps) Gas. Yes, people all over town are shocked. Yes, right everybody else is going. God, I, did he shoot Jr.? <laughs> but uh, you have been. Uh, you're you're from here. Then you from moved here away and came back. Transplanted to Minnesota for a while. Came back. Beautiful Red Wing. Beautiful Red Wing, Minnesota. And then transplanted back out of abject poverty, back to South Dakota. Yeah. Worked for the corporate man for a while, and uh, now I'm out there, uh, you Freelance. know, freelancing. Kind of doing my own thing for a while. But yeah. <laughs> I'm on scholarship. <laughs> for a year. But you, you have a rich writing background as well. You wrote for Tempest? I wrote for Tempest. I did. I wrote for, uh, et cetera, for her. I've written for the New York Times. I've written, it's kind of an interesting. Yeah, yeah, like I threw Probably. That <laughs> probably should just stop it. Books? It. You have a, you have, how many children's books have you written? Oh, 35 or so. What? Yeah, 35. 35 children's yes, books. Yes, I am the world's foremost authority of street luge. <laughs> it's a great it's a great story because yeah. I, I we Funny got story. we got contracted to write a book about street luge. So it's like okay, well I'm gonna. He goes, well, you know anything about street luge? No, you know that's why God made Google. So we, yeah. we go we figure it out, wrote a little book and a bit about it, and then you find the reviews online that says it says John Nichols, foremost authority <laughs> on street luge. And That's I looked good. at it to our, our dear friend, and I, I yeah. showed it to him, and I said, hey! Hey, I need more money. <laughs> <That's> t- 
So we have a friend, a mutual friend of everybody here, I think, yeah. uh, who uh, for many years uh, published, had a, had a company who published what were called high-low books. Yes. They were, were non-fiction books written for high high, read, high High interest, low. Yeah, yeah. So I had to write at the level of a fourth grader. Yeah. Perfect. (laughs) And you nailed it by the end. Drilled it. Drilled it. Uh, He had since done a lot of other books. Oh yeah. Yeah. Other 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 things, but that's it's it's fun. Keep your hand in it and keep the creative juices flowing. Yeah. And that's why it's fun to be doing this with you, Pat. And so we are both between us. You have how many? Say, well, you have forty books. Yeah, thirty, thirty-five. I don't know. So kind between of, us, we have a, like uh, 40. 41. So I <laughs> 40. 41. I did write. I, so I did, uh, Jaguar. Sci- I, I did Jaguar, Animals of the Rainforest. Oh, and, sure. I did, uh, and I did uh, uh, Scientists, Biomes thing. And then uh, um, I did a 9-11 book. Which, because uh, our mutual acquaintance was so good at turning these things around, was the first kids book on 9-11 in the market, basically. Man, it's huge, huge, money. huge! Money. I got nothing. <laughs> well, I got, you I sure, got a, no, I did. I sure, got, you got a firm handshake, and I got a firm handshake in a summer of golf, and probably you know a couple, couple of beers on Sunday in the old cellar. I did get, uh, I did get a few beers in the other cellar. <laughs> but uh, so, but but the point being that you have this rich writing background as well as working for a man. Yeah, I, that's what. You, know, you have to do what you got to do. Don't confuse your career with what you do to survive. That's right. So I, would, I do like to keep your hand in writing. And now that I'm unmasked, the common man yeah. thing is gone. You, know, you always would call me Johnny on the radio Every anyway. Every once in a while I would, see, I would mess Call up. it up. But, but you know, that, never use your last name. That could have been anybody, though. A lot of, a lot of Johnnies out there. Especially our age. You know, there was, when we went to Cathedral, there was six Johns in, our, in third grade with me. <laughs> How many mics were there? Oh my God! A lot of mics. Well, we were, you know, I was born in the mid '60s, so every Catholic mom in the world, oh John Kennedy. Oh, oh. God, yes. Yeah, so we, we, all, curse. we got hung with the Kunkels and all the poor. Everybody got a John hang on them. That's true. One Milo. And one Milo. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. We had a Milo. Poor Milo. Bless his heart. Milo, who played, uh, didn't Milo play uh, Don Gato or in the, the second grade uh, program? Yeah. Oh, star turn. <laughs> yeah, it was big. Um, <laughs> I should mention that there are other North Enders here in the, in the audience. There are. So, so these jokes are really playing well tonight. Fine representation. Well, if you didn't grow up in the new North End, I feel sorry for you because yeah. it, was, it was a cool environment yeah. to be a kid yeah. back in those yeah. days. So anyway, let's talk about politics. Oh, let's. That'll be fun. Um, that was a nice segue, I think. Smooth. Smooth, right. Um, so have you been watching the debates? Are you I, into that? I, I have. I've, you know, I've been watching the, the, the Democratic debates. Well, you've got time. I've got a little time in my hands. And, you know, it's, but it's, it's, it's so, I mean, I'm, I'm over, overstimulated. It's just, it's like, like, it's like an Earth, Wind, and Fire concert up there. <laughs> where you've, got, you've got horns. You've got horns. You've got a rhythm section. You, know, you got a whole bunch of dancers, and you get this, and it's just like, oh my god! I don't even. Uh, just I'm always it's just it's it's a little too much. But I, I I always go back every time I watch it, both nights when they have the you know the two different debates of ten some different people. Yeah. I get to it, and I always think of the old Will Rogers line. It says, "I am not a member of an organized political party. I'm a Democrat." <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> so it's like all these people, you know, fighting. Biting, all this snipping back and forth about did you do this, did you do that? Are you 
can you pass our little purity test for Democrats? And it's like, oh my goodness, you know, there's only one thing we have to, I don't care which one of you wins. I don't care. You just have to beat him. You've got one. You don't, I, so I wish you'd all play nice so we can get through this unscathed and then just please, please, pretty please. Well, as a, as a uh, avowed independent, I am non-affiliated. Oh. Non-affiliated. I'm not in the independent party. I'm non-affiliated. I see. Me to do whatever I want. I've just been keeping my... I can't, I can't watch that. I spent you know, so many years in politics sure. that sometimes the, the chaos of it all is really off-putting for me. I, I, for as much time as you spent watching the sausage being made, yeah. I would imagine it's just, no, it's just it's like, hideous. You, you guys, you can hear them. You, when I hear them talk, I can see the, the schmuck at his computer right in the line. You know what I mean? Like pivot, this guy pivot, pivot. Don't talk about that. Do this. Move to that. Message. Look at my data. Look at my data. Look at my data. <laughs> yeah. And I can't take it. And it's sad. So I don't know. Have you watched all the 20? If, you're, if you said, if you've been impressed by anybody so far, who would you say? I mean, even maybe that's too far. But if anybody you went who maybe you didn't think was going to be significant and has done a little better than you thought. Uh, Harris, Kamala Harris. Oh well, yeah, well yeah. I think she's pretty good. Honestly. She's pretty good. She's pretty good. You know, I, I, I'm I'm still sticking up for my 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 Midwest. I like Klobuchar. Really? Because I, I think Biden. You know, Biden says, well, he was, he's got the middle lane all to himself. I don't think so. I think she's pretty, she's pretty middle laneish. So I think she's gonna get crushed. She may not even make it to the next. Election. I know, and I feel bad. She doesn't have two percent, right? I don't think so. You got to get two percent in the their aggregated poll thing to get to make the next debate, and they think that only like nine or eight or nine of them are gonna make it. Yeah. So to me, it's still chaos. Watching this because I all things go back to either one of two things in my world: sports or food. Yep. So I watch this, and to me, it's like watching preseason football. Yeah. <laughs> So you see guys go out there and they they rattle around and you go that guy isn't making the team, but he's put some good things on tape. <laughs> he is not going to start this year, and he's not you know he might not even be a starter next year right. at the next cycle. But you know what that guy's a little promise. He's, he's gonna, got a chance to get off the practice or, squad. Yeah, and then, you know you just that guy is a little jar in the shelf. Put him on there, let him cook. He'll so get better. Who, who is that for you out of this field? <sighs> I suppose Amy's probably a little too advanced for that. You know, I, I, Mayor Pete's pretty good. Mayor Pete, but Buttigieg. 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 Uh, How about Beto? Beto O'Rourke. Beto, is that right? Beto, is that his name? Yeah, yeah, but I, I thought he, I thought he should have stayed in Texas. I, I think he's yeah. got promise. Yeah. But, but I think he went, he went from single A. Yeah. To the bigs a little too quick. He needed to win a race in, in Texas, and that would have been impressive. Yep, and he could have. No, but now you can't, you can't go back, right? Yeah, now he's, you know, oh, you, know, you lost twice. Well, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's like being married. <laughs> hey, 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 <laughs> sorry, careful. Sorry, but, you know, after the second time, you're like going, ah, uh, well, you, <laughs> you know, so one, time, one time, one time, one time, this, that, you know, that can be explained by all the way. Two times, a lot of things. Three, three times, you start going, hmm. What do you mean, Al Newhart? Yes. Well, <laughs> yeah. Exactly. You start then you're starting to hang Liz Taylor on your around your neck, and that's that's not good. That's not good. Actually, I don't know if Alan McCarthy. Maybe he was only married twice. Maybe I disparaged the man prematurely. Well, shame on you. How? What are you thinking? I don't know. 
I know, my bad. Uh, so, uh, but the the notion here, though, is that I mean, Trump's nuts, right? Well, uh, I mean, have you, are you? Do you have any? Is there any part of you that says you know he's so bad? Any part? I think that I think that people got what they what they wanted. They wanted something that wasn't didn't look, smell, talk like Hillary. the politicians that they were that we'd been seeing for years and years and years. They wanted a change, and boy, did they get it! <laughs> you know, good, good, bad, or indifferent. I mean, it's been a change. But South Dakota's going down the. Uh, this is a podcast now. We're drinking, which mm-hmm. is good. Mm-hmm. We can also swear, which I haven't really done yet. I don't want that explicit label on it, but we're going down the shitter. <laughs> well, here's the thing that I found disturbing is there's an article about uh, uh, Dusty Johnson that he might face a primary challenge. Yeah. And it said, I think the gentleman, Neil Tapio, was going to, and he said, well, Iowa, Republic, South Dakotans deserve someone who is, who follows unconditionally the president. I'm going, I don't follow anybody unconditionally. Right. You know, maybe I, I no, I, I don't. I don't follow anybody unconditionally. But Neil does. Yes. He definitely follows Trump unconditionally. And he said, you have to follow the president unconditionally. I don't remember you doing no, that. that uh, I don't believe that's American. Yeah, I don't think that's that's smart. Uh, yeah, and I don't believe Neil Tapia was following uh, Barack Obama unconditionally. Yes, three years ago, nobody was following the president unconditionally back then. So, Especially but th- Neil Tapio. Yeah, and that just makes my skin crawl when I hear people say stuff like that. Just go, unconditionally? Although, bringing back Neil Tapio, I, I like Dusty a lot. I like him as a human being, mm-hmm. right? Uh, great interview. Wonderful guy. Speaks from the heart. You know, actually voted against the president once. Oh my God! And that's why he's getting. No, fired. he's getting. Yeah, he's not pure enough. But uh, bring back Neil Tapio, because God bless him. More crazy people in the public sphere. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's good for business. It's good for business. In, in our in our neck of the woods, it's good for business. But goodness gracious, sometimes they win, though, Patrick. Well, it's not good. A lot of them win. <laughs> but that's just because there's nobody out there to run against them. Yeah. Right? What's what's the other? Uh, that's the old other old political saw is that I don't like political jokes because a lot of times they win the election. <laughs> <laughs> hey, speaking of jokes. Oh. This might be a good time for a joke. Are we at the juncture? We might. Well, are just we? as kind of a, uh, before we come back to, to politics, the other part of the old show, the old radio show, yep. was the, the, the short-lived, semi-beloved uh, radio show, was uh, uh, you and the boom man would always tell jokes. Now, the boom man got to the point where he couldn't remember, he couldn't think of any jokes that he could tell in the air, so he'd only tell the punchlines. <laughs> You went. You had to go Google the punchline to figure out the joke, which in itself was pretty funny. But it, yeah, it was like homework. It was. Um, but you, you always had good jokes. Now you're a little bit. Well, we had to be careful. Now you're a little bit off the uh, that schneid, right? You can. Well, yeah. I mean, it's, you can. You can Worst thing that's going to happen to us, we're going to get an explicit tag. Oh no! I don't think that's going to happen. So, do you have a joke for us? Well, I, I do have a joke. I do have a joke, and it's a little. It's a little naughty, but it's not. Yeah, it turns out okay. <laughs> Right. And so, so it's it ends well. So yeah, so heard a story yeah. the other day about these parents that came home and they went into their son's room, their 13-year-old son's room, and they found these magazines under his bed. So you can tell it's an old joke because he's got magazines. Mm-hmm. And in the magazines, there's pictures, and there's all these pictures of people tied up and leather and sort of bondagey mm-hmm. things, and and the poor mother's just mortified. She doesn't know, oh, what do we do? Our son is a deviant. What should we do? And the husband looks at her and says, well, 
I guess it won't do any good to spank him. <laughs> you, know, the, you know, there's a common theme in most of Johnny's jokes. It's a, it's a very reasonable, harried yet reasonable father. <laughs> you know, well, uh, it won't do any good yeah, to spank him. This is kind of counterproductive. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh... You know, speaking of the Boon Man, I texted him. I said, "You got to be on the show sometime." And silence, dead silence. Hmm. But that doesn't mean it ain't going to happen. But uh, uh, was it, you told a joke that he had never heard before, right? Was I did. Oh, I can't hardly believe that. Because there's no joke that he has never heard. Yeah, just uh, it's all variations of the same joke. It involved a gorilla. Was it a gorilla? I'm a gorilla on the house. Oh, <laughs> yes. Now you I can't. It's like an eight. It. I mean, it's like an eight-part joke. And it's and it's not that, uh, but yeah, I know the joke. Can you tell the joke? No, I can't because I'll. I'll cause we'll it, wait for the boom. I mean, you gotta practice that. Joke. <laughs> it's like okay, I've got my blocking down. I can hit my spot. <laughs> <laughs> that joke. That joke is like a ten-minute practice before that, you get on. I there's never been a joke that the boom man did not know. Ever. <laughs> the, the punchline is that's in case the gorilla. <laughs> What's the gun for? That's in case the grill. It's up. It's up. I No, it's a really the guy, guy's got a gorilla on his roof. Yeah. Uh, no, we're not going to talk about it. Takes too long. This is a shout out I'll, to Boone Man to get in here and tell that joke. Uh, yep, gauntlet's down, Boone. I have, actually, I have it on my phone somewhere. I made him tell it to me on my phone. <laughs> anyway, there we have it. Uh, back to politics. That was our interlude. Before we wrap up here with the common man uh, at uh, on the Patrick Lally Show at the full. You know, I don't know. You know, I learned this trick when I was in radio. Mm. Right? You have to reintroduce. Oh, sure. In every segment, you open the segment, you introduce the guest, you reintroduce the guest halfway through, and then you close with it. You do that because when you're on the radio, yeah, people, people jump are in. in and out of their cars, right? You've got to tell them who's on the air. And they just drilled it into me, drilled it into me, drilled it into me. And finally, I learned it. And then I left the radio. And I still have it in my head that we have to... That, but if somebody's listening to this podcast, they didn't just drop into the middle of it, Right. First of all, they can probably look on their phone and see. You know, yeah, the two of the two, one, two, three guests are. Yeah. But if somebody's listening to the podcast, if somebody's listening to the podcast, now maybe they're playing it somewhere and people are like, oh, who's on this podcast? Who's done In the that podcast? case, in the rare case, we are talking to the common man, Johnny Nichols, here at the Full Circle Book Co op, where we tape the show every Tuesday in advance of what used to be called Public Input, which I think we now just call City Council Bingo. City Council Bingo. Every Tuesday night at the Full Circle Book Co op. 123 West 10th Street, your conservative, communist, left-leaning, libertarian cafe and bookstore. Cafe and bookstore. Bookstore and cafe. Uh, and, of course, our sponsor, Northview Bait and Tackle. You're home for live bait, dead bait, uh, tackle of all sorts, uh, propane, propane accessories, U-Haul, long-term storage, uh, and uh, uh, high-end dog and cat food. And the best place in town to get worms. Yes, always. Unless you're a dog. Um, so I want to finish up just talking a little bit about, uh, uh, did we talk about the Premier Center? Five, we did. Yep. Okay. So I, 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 first I want to take you to task a little bit. What for? You were on one of your earlier broadcasts and you were, you were slagging on Journey, the band Journey. It's because they suck. Yeah. I know. <laughs> and I just want, I'm fair warning, my yeah. wife heard that. Yep. And if your bike tires are slashed, <laughs> don't, come, don't come crying to me. Now you made, didn't make me. We all attended 
actually, you went inside. I think the rest of us just sat outside at the Sioux Empire Fair, mind you, when uh, Journey yes. made their infamous appearance at the Sioux Empire Fair without... Uh, no, Steve Springer. was not there. What's, what's that guy's Steve name? Perry. Steve Perry. So they had the fake Steve Perry. The fake Steve Perry. And um, It was the one of the earlier fake Steve Perrys, though. Oh, there's been more? There have been several fake Steve Perrys. Are they still touring? This was, yeah. Oh, yeah. I hate Journey. <gasps> I hate Journey. I'm not afraid to say it. How dare you? La, la, la. These are the words. Please send all emails to Patrick Lally. Patrick.l.lally yes. at gmail.com. I can say that because nobody's going to get that. They're like, what? What was the middle part? Yeah. Like the worst email in the world. It's, it's well, God help you. That's all I'm going to say because um, love and touch and squeezing is where it's at. <laughs> 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 Never mind. You know, Jesus. ever since the bus one with the, the lighters and the what is that one? Faithfully, come on, oh. keep up, keep up. That is a horrible song. <laughs> you just, you know, you're just a you're, you're turning into a bitter old man, which is good and bad. I was a bitter young man. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. You kind of were. <laughs> I'm actually, I'm actually less. Get a mellowing. Maybe the edge is coming off a little. I'm getting, I'm getting the, I'm getting this, the hook from our producer. Oh well, there you go. Yeah. Well, I want to talk just a little bit about uh, local politics for a little go. Let her rip. What do you think of uh, the mayor, Paul Tenaken? I like him. Thoughts? I like him, but I think like most people who ran a business, they find out that quickly that people just don't do what you say to do. Yeah, and then people are assholes. And you have to deal, with, <laughs> and you have to deal with all those. Well, you know, but I think we're going to do this. Well, we have to study him. Well, you know, so all these things, it's not a top-down thing like that their people in business are used to. And so he's dealing with that. I think, you know, Paul's a good guy. He'll figure it out. When you're not paying them, they won't do it. <laughs> yeah, that's right. They're almost paid to not do what you say. But he seems okay. He seems like he's hanging in there. I right? think he's getting his sea legs just fine. And Paul's doing, a, I think he's doing a fine job. It's just, it's, it's a no-win proposition to be mayor of Sioux Falls. It's the best job in the state. You think? Yeah. Why? Pays best. Well. Pays really well. That's not so bad then. No, and then you don't have to go to pier. But then you have to, you know, all of a sudden everybody's calling you about a pothole. Yeah, yeah but you know what the worst job in the state of South Dakota is? Tell me. Well, uh, Jonathan Ellis used to say the worst job in politics in South Dakota is being the member of the House of Representatives. What does Jesse Johnson's job. Because you get nothing. Right. <laughs> you, 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 gotta, you gotta keep everybody happy you got you or nobody me and my voting pack yeah and you get it. <laughs> signaling me for those of you listening that's right um, but uh, I think it's better than being governor I think being governor sucks can you imagine that ugh the worst first of all gotta live in pier. gotta live in pier that's that's a downer for sure and then plus yeah you're living in a, a, a completely two sided state yep and yep. it's it's like whatever you do that's good for the East, they'll hate you in the West. Yeah, you have to live in Pier and you have to go to Rapid. Two things that I'm not going to do. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, uh, Johnny Nichols, he's the common man. I've been very happy to have him on the program. Uh, uh, and you'll, you'll come back. You should just co-host. Well, sure. Uh, yes, I'd be it. Yes, you are correct, <laughs> sir. <laughs> I should say, people may have tuned in to hear Christine Erickson. Uh, we, she was gonna, she'll be on some other time. She couldn't make it because of these stupid budget hearings. So. She's got like a job and stuff. Ugh, it's not even a job. It's an adventure. It's an adventure. Yeah. Best, best job you'll never 
What's it? Um, so this podcast, we're gonna, I think we'll be on a roll now because bike racing is uh, Tuesday night. Bike racing is over for the year. Yeah, so me too. We're moving into cyclocross season. I'll start talking about that here pretty soon. I want a whole episode here without talking about bike racing. Uh oh. Can you believe that? God is good. No, but we'll come back. We'll talk about bike racing because that's supposed to start. But uh, yeah, download this podcast where well, if you found it, you know where you got it. You know where this you got it. Stupid stuff about podcasting, right? You self-promote, you realize, well, there you know that. Duh, you're here. <laughs> and when you're here, your your family. Your family. Okay, sorry. No, uh, I, it was right there. It was right there. It's good. Uh, you're good, you. So, uh, Johnny, thank you for being on the show. And uh, it was a pleasure, as always. Uh, everybody here, thank you for coming down and watching the uh, this live taping of the Patrick Patrick Lally show at the Full Circle Books Shop. Your uh, conservative, communist, left leaning, libertarian bookstore and cafe. Thanks to our uh, sponsor, Northview Bait and Tackle, and Rich Show. And I take you out with the lovely lovely tones of Mr. Rich Show. Thanks, everybody. We'll see you again next week.
Taking 